0: I want to ride that wave. I want to take that drop. Not gonna happen. Why not? Because untrained boys don't step in the ring with Mike Tyson. That's why. Right now, I'm surfing every single day,
1: right? So if shut I up, had... all right? Now I know how good you are. I've seen you out there. You surf circles around those other kids. But those are normal waves. Surfing normal waves is about how you perform when everything goes right. Big wave surfing, it's a different ball game. It's about how you perform when everything goes wrong.
2: Hi everybody, this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. Yep, I think Donald Trump is doing some big wave surfing out there. And you know what, quite frankly, I hope he's. Uh, I hope he's got his head screwed on straight. I know he's at Camp David this weekend, meeting with his uh, meeting with his top leaders, exercising some uh, exercising. Let's say, uh, contemplating some options on what's going on in this world and some uh, decisions he needs to make. And uh, they're the things firing from all angles, and they're coming at him with racism. They're coming at him with war warmonger. They're coming at him with uh, every other. You know what? The one thing we haven't heard about in this week is Russia. But you know what? Uh, what you are going to hear about from here on the main event is what you did hear about this week. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President, of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, based right here in Southern California. Offices all over the place. Licensed in Arizona and uh, California. Some other uh, some other uh, licenses of other states in the works. If you're interested in getting involved in any fantastic opportunities that are real estate, you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, because you're calling from work, and you're stealing time from your boss, wait for your government-mandated 15-minute break when you're not smoking a cigarette... Drinking some coffee or hanging out by the water cooler, go on edhoffman.net, click on uh, the loan center and apply now. Put in as much information as you want to put in, and uh, tell me how much the information you want out. You'll hear back from either me or one of my one of my uh, talented teammates, and we'll help fill in the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Uh, if you hear any part of the show you want repeated, you can go to edhoffman.net, click on podcast the podcast page and you can uh, hear this week's show as well as uh, several past week's show uh, and click on listen to them on demand or you can get them on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, get the podcast and uh, you can subscribe for free have them download to your to your computer your phone your iPod your iPad your your iWatch whatever uh, you listen to uh, podcasts on and hear them anytime you want when it's convenient uh, be sure to connect with the show on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long, some weeks more than others. And uh, like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And uh, you can uh, pick up on all kinds of stuff on that. So uh, uh, in in the studio with me this week, what it's been a month or something since it has it has mr scott mcafee owner and uh, proprietor of scott's bikes in rialto and rialto don's Re- bikes ed don's what did i could say scott said
3: scott's bikes
2: so, you know what you're scott you own the place i know I, I know it was your dad's business ahead of time yep so uh it's you're, you're just like donald trump <laughs> i don't
3: know about that your dad
2: loaned you loaned you a thousand dollars and turned it into 10 <laughs> million and it's great to be back Yep. You know, you know, I think about that. Mm. Hey, Don, uh, Donald Trump's dad loaned him a million. He turned it into 10 billion. Yes. That's like if your dad gave you a thousand, you turned it into 10 million.
3: Well, I, I inherited a little hole in the wall business when my father passed away three days after my 18th birthday. So that's kind of what I inherited. wasn't what I planned on doing. But yeah, now we have 20 employees and we do very well.
2: Yep. And, uh, so. and I uh, and uh, you're ranked in the top 100 bikes in the bike shops in the country.
3: That is also correct.
2: But you know what? If this was a show about bikes, we'd be talking about bikes. hmm It's a show about mortgages and real estate. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, Because you know what? Because it's just not as fun to listen to as what's happening in our country. So let's talk about what's happening in our country. Uh, Charlotte is about everything everybody's talking about all week long. Almost a week after the racially fueled protest march in Charlottesville, Virginia, ended in the death of a counter-protester and two state troopers. President Trump continues to get the blame. Let's recap. Uh, So first of all, last Saturday... They gathered for a uh, for a march in Charlottesville called the Unite the Right. So apparently they decided to take down this this statue of Robert E. Lee, which for those of you that don't know commanded the Confederate Army in the Civil War. And uh, so they were fighting for we want slavery, and the uh, the Union Army, the North, was fighting for we we want to abolish slavery. So, uh, but you know, Unite the Right. Thanks for the misleading name. The counter protesters showed up some of whom were from the group Antifa, uh, which uh, we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, the anti-fascist groups. They don't even know what fascism is. But they've been uh, known for causing violence at political rallies, and some of whom, and there are some uh, some other people who were not part of Antifa. And their taunting the two sides led to shoving. The taunting of the two sides against each other led to shoving and punching and brawling. And uh, if you've seen the videos, it's quite obvious it wasn't. It wasn't a one-sided beat-up it on the other. Then around 145, a car plowed into a group of counter-protesters. One person killed uh, 32-year-old Heather Heyer from Charlottesville, who was part of the peaceful counter-protester group. She wasn't part of Antifa. Um, additionally, a helicopter flying to monitor the demonstration crashed and burst into flames, killing state troopers uh, inside Jay Cullen and Burke Bates. Governor Terry McAuliffe of Virginia then declared a state of emergency. Uh the driver of the car was uh who killed uh, Heather Heyer uh, was 20-year-old James Alex Fields Jr. of Ohio. Seems like a long drive. Long drive. Uh, I mean, I've driven from Merino Valley to Temecula for a Trump rally. Um, this guy drove from Ohio to Virginia for a Unite the Right rally. How far have you driven for a
3: uh, for rally, um, pff, I don't know. I mean, LA. <laughs> LA. So what's 45 <laughs> An
2: miles? hour, maybe. An hour? Yeah. Okay. This guy went from Ohio. That's gotta be what? Eight hours? Yep. Probably. So he was really committed to this thing. Now he's committed. He's going to be in jail forever. Um, so he came all the way from Charlottesville to participate in the rally. Now, uh, to, uh, to the part of the story that's been the most hotly debated over the last week is the president's initial response. So let's listen to the whole thing, not just the three words that everybody keeps playing on many sides, let's listen to the whole thing. I think when you hear the whole thing, you'll, uh, you'll see the difference.
1: We're closely following the terrible events unfolding in Charlottesville, Virginia. We condemn in the strongest possible terms, this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides, on many sides. It's been going on for a long time in our country not Donald Trump, not Barack Obama. This has been going on for a long, long time. It is no place in America. What is vital now is a swift restoration of law and order and the protection of innocent lives. No citizen should ever fear for their safety and security in our society. And no child should ever be afraid to go outside And play or be with their parents and have a good time I just got off the phone with the governor of Virginia Terry McAuliffe and we agreed that the hate and the division must stop and must stop right now we have to come together as Americans with love for our nation and true effect uh, really and I, I say this so strongly true affection for each other
2: it sounds like sounds like a presidential statement to me i didn't hear anything i didn't hear him say anything other than hey there was there was uh violence from uh, from both sides maybe let the police do their jobs and uh maybe that they could stop some of that your thoughts?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, again, what, what would you listen to that you would find objectionable about that? Of course, the thing you have to keep in mind that with left wing media, there's nothing Trump could have said that would have been acceptable or appropriate in any circumstances. Uh, that's a fact And about anything he
2: does or says in any, yeah, exactly. It's always wrong. It's always wrong. So let's, let's talk about the backlash. Someone emailed me this clip on Wednesday. Um, it's the morning Joe panel, which, you know, I don't watch. Um, but morning Joe on PMS NBC who, uh, you know, denounced his Republicanship to go to be a Democrat, um, or independent or whatever. He's, I think he became left to be, left the Republican party just to be a moron. Um, uh, morning Joe, but he, this is uh Donnie Deutsch who, uh, if you remember back to the days of the apprentice show, the first season, um, him and Donald Trump used to be buddies actually got his own show on CNBC because of it. Listen to what Donnie's saying about his old friend now.
1: What a pathetic, sniveling little man our president is, uh, a coward. Mr. President, can you not condemn those people? Are are you in support of that? Is that what this is? It it is so disgusting and repulsive. Joe has asked me many times on this show, you know, Donnie, you and I have known Trump for years. He says racist things, but he's not really a racist. Hmm. No, he is a racist. He is a racist. Can we just say it once and for all? When we look at his history, when we look at the housing issues, when we look, when we, he's talked about reverse discrimination against whites, the birther movement, we have a racist as a president because a man that cannot stand up and condemn the Ku Klux Klan and Nazism is a racist.
3: About the housing issues and what was he... I have no worry. I have no idea where Donnie is going with any of this, Um, but obviously he's just, you know, maybe he's looking for ratings for a show that he does or doesn't have. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Maybe he just wants uh, uh, Joe Scarborough to keep asking him on so he can be in the
3: same. uh, I hate Trump club. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, look, uh, you know, lots of lots of comments on this. Um, first of all, you know, is does Antifa have any culpability in any of this? Uh, yeah. When, when they show up at this event uh, with clubs and shields, they look like wannabe Vikings. Um, and and uh, against this other group, this this alt-right, whatever you want to call them, uh, who had a permit, who had a legitimate permit. Antifa shows up uh, with clubs, with sticks, with shields. Well, what do they think? They, they have no culpability in any of this? And, uh, and I, and I don't agree with,
2: I don't agree with either side. You know, you don't start, start fights like that. And I don't agree with, uh, I, you know, I don't know why are they tearing down these statues? You know, if you want to tear down statues of every, everything that we're embarrassed about in our, in our history, then our history just disappears. I don't see, I just don't see where, Hey, we're going to tear down the, the, uh, the statue of Robert E. Lee. You're going to tear down, tear down the statues of every little person. I mean, uh, who knows what's going to be next. Um, but I just say, you know, this guy, what an idiot. And uh, here's supposedly, re, uh, to to add to that, here's a suppos- supposedly Republican strategist, Anna Navarro on CNN, the Communist News Network. I say supposedly because she always seems to be on the TV criticizing Republicans, not just Trump. You know what, how come the Democrats that are on Fox always criticized Trump and the Republicans on CNN and PMS, NBC they're they criticized Trump. Um, You're seeing a pattern here. Ed. I'm seeing a pattern. You know, <laughs> one side is, you know, Fox is trying to be fair and balanced to the point of uh, nauseating me and uh, everybody else is just,
4: just not fair or balanced. Not fair
2: or balanced. So, <laughs> so uh, she ran it for about five minutes on Don Lemon show this week. We'll play about a minute and a half because about all I can stomach.
4: Let me talk to Donald Trump and explain to him that as president of the United States he represents blacks and Jewish people and Hispanics and people of every color and every creed and it is his job as president of the United States to stand up for each and every American to stand up vertically against racism and bigotry peddling to racism is just as bad as being a racist. So Donald Trump is either a racist or he's peddling to it, and both are frankly unacceptable and make him unfit to be president of the United States. If you can't be president, if you cannot stand up and represent Americans, you should not be president. And to my party, to the Republicans who are speaking out today, my question is, what the hell took you so long? When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. For too long, Republicans in Congress, elected leaders have looked the other way while a misogynist, racist, bigoted pig is in the White House. Let me tell you, we cannot capitulate the office of the presidency of the United States we cannot capitulate moral clarity we cannot capitulate principles we cannot capitulate Republican values and American values no piece of legislation no bone that he may throw on policy no regulation is worth cheapening the office of the United States this way it is breaking us apart it is not news that's breaking Mm -hmm. us apart it is the president of the United States who is causing this news so Republicans need to stand up need to grow our spine, and need to reject him. They don't, I'm tired of hearing Republicans say they're disappointed and disturbed by something he says. You know what? When he invites you to the White House, don't yeah. go. When he invites you to dinner, don't go. Do not stand next to him until he starts behaving in a presidential manner. Go- and if he can't, you've got to confront him over and over and over and over again.
3: Ed, all I can say is with Republican strategists like this, who needs Democrats? I do agree with her on one point, though. I do think it is important to stand vertically. I've tried standing horizontally, and it just doesn't work.
2: And I know. I always bump my head on the floor every time. Right. So, you know, I don't know what she's talking about. Remember, remember, hey, here's here's directly to Trump. When you invite me to the White House, I'll be there. Okay. But uh, remember, we elected you because you, like Scott and I, uh, you have the you have the guts to say it like it is. You know being being pre- you don't don't stand next to him until he starts being presidential. And I think he found a little bit like Mike Tyson, Yes, just a little bit. Yes, and so, so, so you know you gotta start being presidential. You're a pig, you're a pig. You're racist and you're just disgusting. So, uh, you know what? um, like uh, like Dr. Ben Carson said the Depart- the Secretary of HUD today. Uh, one of my top three of when we had 17, uh, he said political correctness is going to destroy our country. And guess what? When the president can't say what he said, you know what he said? Hey, this is disgusting. We can't have this hate. We can't have this violence from both sides. He said something not too terrible. you know. So by Monday morning, it was apparent that everyone expected some type of second response from President Trump, and here it is.
1: To anyone who acted criminally in this weekend's racist violence, you will be held fully accountable. Justice will be delivered. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. As a candidate, I promise to restore law and order to our country, and our federal law enforcement agencies are following through on that pledge.
2: You know what? Uh, he forgot to mention uh, the Rainbow Coalition and Black Lives Matter and, uh, you know, some other hate groups we could think of. But, uh, you know, not enough people in this country uh, take the time to listen to an entire statement, a complete sentence to find out what somebody really said. And, uh, you know, if you hear if you hear what what the president says in his whole speech, in his whole statement,
3: no one. I mean, What can you what can you say? Yeah, I don't, I don't know where you can find fault with any of this. I mean, but again, nothing he would say would be good enough. Nothing he's going to say is correct. we got to expect this to an extent because this is one of the chief weapons or the chief tools that the left uses against the right. They've got to paint us as racist, that that's how they conquer and they divide and conquer. Uh, so, yeah, we're the racist party and anything that they can cram into that narrative, they're going to do.
2: Yep, it's uh it's disgusting. But if you if you tuned in to cable Monday night, you heard more of the same from the same people said it wasn't good enough. So the president held the conference on Trump Tower on Tuesday morning. Remember just one day earlier he denounced KKK, neo-Nazis, white uh white nationalists and uh racism, but according to the media he took too long. Listen to his answer to this. Why
1: did you wait why, so long? Did Last like week, I didn't wait long.
2: What why I didn't Nazi wait long.
1: I didn't wait. Yeah. long. Before. I wanted to make sure, unlike most politicians, that what I said was correct, not make a quick statement. The statement I made on Saturday, the first statement was a fine statement, but you don't make statements that direct unless you know the fact. It takes a little while to get the facts. You still don't know the facts. And it's a very, very Uh, important process to me, and it's a very important statement. So I don't want to go quickly and just make a statement for the sake of making a political statement. I want to know the facts.
2: Yeah, uh, sometimes it doesn't work out when you don't know the facts and you just jump on TV to make a statement
0: quick. Remember this? I don't know, not having been there and not seeing all the facts, what role race played in that. But I think it's fair to say, number one, any of us would be pretty angry. Number two, that the Cambridge police uh, acted stupidly.
2: And, uh, you know, I, I, that seemed to turn out that, uh, hey, uh, the Cambridge police really didn't act stupidly when they happened. Uh, the, the black professor seemed to hold a big attitude for him when they were just trying to make sure somebody wasn't robbing, robbing his house.
3: You know, it's interesting. I know people in law enforcement that actually voted for Obama. That was a turning point for their opinion when he criticized the cops.
2: Yeah, he's a uh, Obama. To, in my opinion, eight years of Obama has heated the whole race argument up to beyond where it was in the '60s.
3: Well, yeah, it seems like I mean, because I didn't. Where was all this like a decade ago? I didn't notice any of this this racial tension. Nope. Well, where where did all this come from all of a sudden, Ed? And you got a uh, you got that idiot
2: uh, young black fella on on the five now that. Is on there sometimes? Uh, Richard Fowler. He's. a... Add your lisping. He's lisping. the he's just a young Democrat homosexual guy, <laughs> and he's a Democrat. And he goes, they turn they he's turning the race things back to the forties and the fifties, and I go, you weren't even born in the forties or the fifties or the sixties or the seventies. You weren't born till freaking nineties. You don't know you don't know what you're talking about, and uh, you know just. It makes me mad. He point, uh, Trump also pointed out one other thing that you probably haven't heard in the media, this.
1: The young woman, who I hear is a fantastic young woman, and it was on NBC, her mother wrote me and said through, I guess, Twitter, social media, the nicest things, and I very much appreciated that. I hear she was a fine, really actually an incredible young woman. But her mother on Twitter thanked me for what I said.
2: Yeah, and uh, her her actual statement said, Thank you, President Trump, for those words of comfort and for denouncing those who promote violence and hatred. My condolences also to the grieving families of the two state troopers and quick recovery to those injured. Heather Heyer's mother, Susan Bro, wrote that was written in, in her statement. Um... And of course Friday morning she came out on ABC and uh you know you you go from what she really said from what she first said and now things get turned around listen to her comment on uh ABC on Friday morning I'm not talking to the president
1: now I'm sorry uh- what After did you... what he said about my child, and it's not that I saw somebody else's tweets about him. I saw an actual clip of him at a press conference equating the protesters like Ms. Hire, uh, with the KKK and the white supremacists.
2: Did you hear him say that? I didn't hear anything like that. I heard him say that some of the protesters uh, were... were uh... Violent, just like the KKK. I didn't didn't really hear him say anything about Ms. Hire. I didn't really hear him say that all of the protesters or the anti-protesters, I didn't really hear him point out anybody in particular or say anything other than there was violence from both sides and we need to stop hating each other.
3: Well, I don't think this lady probably liked... Pre- President Trump maybe using her, uh, you know, cause the fact she's probably on the left. I would imagine herself. It sounds like, mm-hmm. so she's like not wanting to be a tool for the right, God forbid. Exactly. You know what? And you know what surprised me?
2: That makes mm. me wonder about her. Um, Heather was murdered in Saturday and I think it was Wednesday. They were broadcasting her speech from Heather's funeral and she's going on and on about, you know, Let's get some mileage out of it. if I, you know, if I got to give up my daughter, I want to get some mileage out of it. You know, I'd rather have my daughter, but if since I can't, I'll trade her for. Let's make sure this thing, this make that, you know, there was some sense of this. Um, I don't know if someone murdered one of my kids that five days later I could get in front of a mic and, and say anything without. You know, and she
3: and she talked for like ten minutes, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. It was. It was kind of odd. I didn't hear all of it, but I heard some clips of it. It just seemed kind of strange. Um, one thing I did want to bring up uh, was wh- where were the cops when all this was going on? Um, it seems like there's got to be some, and I want your take on this, some culpability with the police department not keeping these two groups separated. You had one group that had applied for permit, and you had another that just showed up to cause problems. Where was the police presence when all this was going? I mean, it seemed like this could have been prevented. It seems like.
2: The, these all could be prevented because they they tell the the police to stand down yep and it looked like it looked like uh, a scene from anyone from uh, Berkeley University where the cops are standing behind their shields and I don't understand hey you know what you got someone who who applies for a permit for a peaceful protest um the cops are there and if they're in their in their in their uh, their riot gear, mm-hmm. When something breaks out, why do you...
3: Well, they have a permit. They don't have a permit for a riot. Right. Well, and I think being fair to the cops, I, to, I talked to some police officers about this, and their comment was, hey, look, we're kind of damned if we do, damned if we don't. And I, and I get that. I get that. Um, but at some point, you have to look and say, look, the way it worked out, that was not the right way to handle the situation.
2: Hey, well, we're all out of time for part one of the main event. We'll be right back and finish up with lots more. Don't go away. Five minutes of traffic, weather, and commercials. We'll be right back. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk much about mortgages or financing on this show because it's boring if uh, you're not in the market. But if you are in the market, and you know I've been doing this for almost 10 years now... So uh, some of you have been listening for a long time, and when you are in the market, you call me and tell me, yeah, I've been listening to you for years. I need a, I need a, I need need to refinance. I need to buy a new house. I need a reverse mortgage. My kid is finally moving out of my house. Can you help him get a loan? If you need some help on that, reverse mortgage, refinances, purchases, any of that stuff, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020 or uh, wccloans.com. Go on there and uh, and search me out and say, hey, I need some help. Hey, don't forget our uh, listener hotline. Our listener hotline is uh, uh, if you want to give me your opinion on anything I say on this show, anything I should have said on this show, whether you agree with it or don't, di- don't agree with it, 855-640-2092. I just might play your message like this one.
3: Hey, uh, Ed Hoffman, I just want to thank you for being on the air and waking up our town on Sunday morning. It's cool. Your show is cool. You're cool. Anyway, I wanted to also add about Maxine Waters. I
1: don't know why uh, anybody gives dignity to her crazy comments uh, by replaying her, you know, her quote, what she says, because she sounds like some old
3: nasty ghetto woman. She's <clears throat> nothing full of hate, full of herself. They need to put her out to pasture or somewhere because she's sickening. She is, you know, sickening to hear and listen to. And she just really thinks she's goddess almighty. And she's nothing but
2: a crazy old buzzard. All right, thanks, have a good day. Yeah, she is a crazy old buzzard. And then here's Joe from Hemet.
1: Hey Ed, thanks for your show and hope uh, you and your wife and the family well. I uh, just want to say, this is Joe from Emmett. Um, You know, I don't, I don't know how we're ever going to change anything with the morons that I see walking around in this state and other states as well, but especially here in California, uh, they watch absolute trash like the Kardashians. They don't know how to pull the pants up, uh, the brim of the hat. They don't understand goes in the front, and they drive around with these boom boxes playing. It rattles the car. You can't tell the difference between a chassis coming to part of music. Have no respect for anybody. And these are people that we're gonna try and change in this state. Oh my God.
3: Yeah, it's uh they're rattling my car with a boom boxes, Ed. I
2: know. You know it's uh <laughs> it it makes me embarrassed to be from California.
3: Hey, turn that boom box off, huh? Hey, you What's know what the i with I you? saw a thing I saw uh, an
2: email or a post uh somebody sent me something about uh a news flash that uh, Trump was selling California to Mexico. And there's a it's it's <laughs> long, I read it on the air, but it's long, long, long talks about how we're gonna how it's gonna pay for the wall and we're gonna <laughs> even extend the wall to the east coast of California. And uh, plus we're gonna ship the 67 Republicans of California to the other side of the wall before we get it all built up. And we're gonna pay for all this stuff. And it's you know, it's gonna be uh. Uh, Mexical or Mexicali or Cali Mex or something. So wait a minute, Ed. You're telling me we're going to be on the south part of the wall? Um, no. Is that what you're saying? No, we, no we, <laughs> no. They're going to ship us and the other 65 people, um, over to the other side. Oh. But you know, the other side is, you know, if they could chip off California to where we have a ocean, an ocean front in yeah. Arizona, right. It's kind of hot over there.
3: It is. I don't want to live there.
2: Eh, either do I. But mm. you know, if if we have to, I think we should. I think we should chisel off something like Alaska mm. and uh, give that to all the Democrats. Ship them up there.
3: What about that island in Hawaii? You know where they have all the lepers. Oh, uh, Molokai. Uh,
2: Molokai would be a good place. There's okay. Some other one called Kahulawe or something like mm. that. Uh, that no one ever goes to. We could put them there. Okay. I don't know if that's big enough, though. There's a right. lot of Democrats in
3: California. That's true. Get a little uh, crowded. Lots of
2: Democrats. Hey, so we've been talking about all the repercussions for the uh, from Charlottesville last week, and uh, we've been hearing a lot about this alt-right these days, a group no one ever heard of till last year. President Trump pointed out something pretty important. There's an alt-left out there, too.
1: What about the alt-left that came charging at the, as you say, the alt-right? Do they have any semblance of guilt? This is Sorry, what, l- let me ask you this. What about the fact they came charging, that they came charging with clubs in their hands, swinging clubs? Do they have any problem? I think they do. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that was a horrible, horrible day. Wait a minute. I'm not finished. I'm not finished, fake news. That was a horrible day. I, I will tell you something. I watched those very closely, much more closely than you people watched it. And you have, uh, you you had a group on one side that was bad, and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. And nobody wants to say that, but I'll say it right now.
3: Yep, it is what it is it be what it be. Uh, yeah, they did have a role in this. Um, they and, and here's the other thing, too. It doesn't seem like there are people from whatever you want to call it, the alt-right, whatever whatever name you want to give them. I don't see them protesting leftist rallies. It seems like all of the emphasis of shutting down any kind of free speech, whether you like that free speech or not, seems to be left dedicated towards the right. I don't see people on the right, alt-right, whatever you want to call them, trying to protest or shut down voices on the left. Because
2: us alt-right people, we have jobs. okay. we have to we have to go to work and, you know, we don't have
3: time to drive eight hours to participate in a hate rally. Right. Which also brings up the one thing, too, is the role of (laughs) boredom in all of this, that I think that there's a lack of things to do for a lot of young people. Otherwise, I mean, when Trump was asked about what would he do to improve race relations, he said, hey, we're going to bring back jobs And it. And you might just kind of sneer that comment off. But the fact of the matter is, if you do have a job and you got to go to work, you're probably less likely to waste your time going to rallies.
2: Yeah, I think wasn't it uh, Nancy Pelosi that said if we just get help people in uh, Afghanistan get jobs, that will stop ISIS. I believe
3: that was Murray Harf, who's now a Fox contributor, by the way, Ed. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, Marie Harf. Uh, why? I have no idea.
2: You know, all those all those Democrat women, they all blend together. Mm. Hillary, Nancy just Pelosi, losing track Marie Harf. Of of what was the red-haired chick that Marie worked for?
3: Uh, for the state that was uh um oh drawing a blank um. Jen Saki. Jen Psaki.
2: Jen Psaki. The one who just had a grin on her face. I'm on TV, Mom. She's <laughs> listening to people talk and ask questions, and she just got that stupid grin on her face.
3: Yeah, it was great. I mean, when I watched Murray Harf, it was nice to know that you could go right out of high school into a job at the State Department.
2: Yep. Well, you could do that. You could do that right into the White House if mm. uh, when Clinton was there. Okay. No telling what kind of what kind of job you're you talking could about
3: get. internship opportunities. Yeah,
2: you could get you could get all kinds of jobs. Mm. Reminds me of a movie called The Jerk. okay that's a great movie those of you that seen it know what i'm talking about (laughs) so you know the reason for the rally in the first place was to protest tearing down robert e lee's statue this has sparked a larger debate about historical monuments president trump made an excellent point this tuesday in his press conference you had people
1: in that group that were there to protest the taking down of to them a very very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now we're going to take down his statue. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing
2: history. You're changing culture. Yep. It's uh. You know what? What else are we going to take down? George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. They want to. They want to blow up half of uh, Mount Rushmore. You know. Think about every every. You know, we're going to wipe out every uh every Confederate kind of anything. You know. How about Colonel Sanders? You know, Colonel Sanders was from Kentucky and he was a Confederate guy. Got that little bolo tie on there.
3: Ed, I'm going to call for the immediate removal of all Colonel Sanders signs. And there's a lot of them, I'm pretty sure. I know. It's about four or five in every city. 18 herbs and spices. Right. So no more more
2: fried chicken. It's
3: a sign of racism in our time.
2: No more KFC. No. I don't care. I don't care if you love it we're tearing it down because it reminds us of the Confederacy
3: KKK KFC it's all the same
2: yep exactly it says three letters that start with K right and how about uh are we gonna <laughs> are we going to uh, get rid of the 911 memorial because that was a black eye in our history too so let's take down let's take down the freedom Tower let's take down those monuments with all the dead people's names including my friend Chris Newton I went to high school with. Uh, that was on uh, Flight 77 that uh, hit the Pentagon. How about uh, Pearl Harbor? Should we raise the Arizona?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the question is where does this all end? And, yeah, there, I've heard talk about about taking down the Jefferson Memorial, which, by the way, is massive. I've been there. It's a huge uh, facility, a huge uh, monument. I don't know how they're going to pull that thing down. How are they going to get the Washington Monument down? They just yeah. spent years fixing it. Yeah, I don't know.
2: It's ugly. Yep. It's ugly. You know, it's ugly the stupidity in this country. And guess what? There are minority there are, but there are minorities who support President uh, the president in this. Oh, I forgot to talk about the if you saw the the video of the of the mob tearing these tearing these uh tearing these statues I, I did down. see it
3: for one thing I thought you know these statues seem pretty flimsy if they can take them down with like you know some heavy chick going up there with a ladder on a rope and pretty soon the thing falls down I thought those things were made out of like solid bronze or something well I
2: think I don't think they're solid and no I think uh and I think she just got up there to put the rope on it okay and then they pulled at a at whatever angle it was right with but you think they'd
3: people? be bolted down a little bit more solid than that though
2: uh you'd think and then you see the guy trying to Trying to, uh, he's holding his guitar and he tries to, he almost falls on his butt <laughs> trying to, trying to kick the statue in the, in the, uh, private parts. Right. It's like you, you can't just kick the statue. You can't just spin on it. You just got, you got to kick it right in the private parts right. and almost fall on your butt in front of the video camera. Well,
3: and I thought if the thing was made out of bronze, wouldn't that hurt your foot? If you're kicking that thing?
2: Yep. I would think. And hmm. you, you saw some people kick it and then kind of walk off. Yeah. And, like, Oh, that hurt. Uh, don't yeah. tell anybody. I just <laughs> oh, broke my toe. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's this the scene a couple of days later in uh Durham, North Carolina, eight people were charged with vandalism or something for taking the uh Robert e. Lee statue down in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Sorry, I bet you there's a uh, I bet you there's a statue there for uh Ulysses S Grant as well, who was the leader of the uh of the Union Army who actually uh, Robert e. Lee uh uh surrendered to and ended up being our 18th president if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know what? It, it's history. It's not a good part of our history. But guess what? We uh, we stood up and corrected ourselves. Hey, we we had slaves, and guess who did that? You know, they burned out. They burned a uh, a statue of Abraham Lincoln on uh, Thursday. That
3: Abraham, makes no sense at all. He's
2: the guy that re, that 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 uh, uh, freed the slaves. Remember the Thirteenth Amendment? You know, you guys don't watch movies close enough. You got to watch the movie Lincoln and watch it more than once, and watch who's actually fighting. You'll notice that it's the Republicans that are always fighting for the black people and, the, and all the minorities for 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 uh, equality under the law. We don't we don't fight for equal equal results. We fight for equal opportunity because that's what America is about. It's the Democrats that want to get on the bandwagon right before every election and tell everybody how they're they're out there to help the minorities, but really they're the ones that are trying to keep you down. Keep down the minorities. Hey, keep you dependent on the government and uh, give you free stuff so that when the time when the free stuff uh, goes away, you don't know how to support yourself. So you're dependent on them. I don't know. My kids moved out of my house at 19. You know why? Because we taught them, taught them they better learn how to make some money. Better learn how, you know, and there's rules here if you don't want to be under this oppressive rule in in uh, Hoffmanland, You better learn how to uh, pay your own bills and go get your own place. And uh, today they're responsible adults. Well, didn't happen right away, but it happened. So, uh, uh, so guess what? There are minorities who support the president. Uh, Paris Denard, former Bush White House director of Black Outreach, was on CNN with the Communist News Network with uh, Brooke Baldwin this week. Listen to what uh, what he had to say.
0: I was proud to see him once again disavow uh, his uh, association, uh, talk about why he does not associate himself with these organizations, these hate groups. He did this back in March of 2016 with respect to David Duke. And he said, "I disavow." He said, "David Duke is a evil- is a bad person. I disavow from David Duke. I disavow from the KKK." He did that in March of 2016. He gave a statement uh, this weekend that wasn't strong enough for a lot of people because he did not name specifically these different hate groups. Was Just like President, yeah, yeah, it was strong. Yes, it was strong enough for me because he came out and said, "Hatred, bigotry, and violence have no place in our society in in, the- in, Amer- in America." And that was true, and he was talking but the about many the many
4: sides and not not specifying groups. I, listen, okay.
0: you know what? When President Obama, after Charleston, came out right after Charleston Nine and gave his remarks, it was a very tempered response, and he did not go into details because he didn't know all the facts. He did not name all of those people by name, all those hate groups by name, and did not call that person who was a domestic terrorist. We knew that he was. What a, a white supremacist, a neo-Nazi or a member of the KKK. He didn't do any of that, but he didn't receive the backlash. But President no, Trump can, can just, did do that today. He did it. And afterwards, when Jim Acosta came and asked him about it again, he said, they have been disavowed. They have been disavowed. They have been disavowed. Can I, can and I just they say have something quickly And the last point to this, Keith, I didn't interrupt you, is that I'm surprised that all of a sudden we want the president of the United States to be our bishop, our priest, our pastor. If you go back to past presidents, Jim, uh, Bill Clinton, Uh, Richard Nixon for many instances, or even if you go back to JFK, there have been huge examples of moral failure. So the president of the United States has never been someone that we look to to be our moral leader. Hey,
2: you know what? Uh, if you want to see the rest of that video, because it gets really, really violent and really entertaining uh, between uh, <laughs> between uh, Paris Denard and uh, one of the other other guests on this show, uh, go to uh, the main event Facebook page, uh, facebookcom the main slash, slash the main event Ed Hoffman or uh, edhoffman.net, we'll post the whole uh, the whole uh, YouTube video of that. Uh, it gets it gets more entertaining. Um, you know, while he was talking about uh, Bill Clinton, you know, that if you're gonna, if we're gonna take down, uh, I saw a meme. I got I saw, I saw some kind of a, a Facebook or a Twitter thing that came to me this weekend, showing, hey, if we're gonna remove statues that symbolize oppression, why don't we remove this statue? And it's a statue of Bill Clinton. Uh, I don't think, I think it's probably right in front of his uh, museum. Uh, it glorifies sexual assault and adultery.
3: It's not even a good statue, actually. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It looks kind of dorky. Um, But certainly along with that, why don't we get rid of, remove everything that's got Robert Byrd's name on it, right? Democrat that was involved seriously with the KKK. And by the way, I got to say one final comment what what freaking kkk i mean we've got a couple dozen guys in sheets that doesn't exactly count as a political movement they have zero political power and influence at this point pretty much everybody except their mothers maybe half of them d- just avow these groups and there's just not a whole lot here to talk about so the the all the press is making a big deal out of really the, the a movement that for all practical purposes barely even exists exactly and
2: they're trying to make it bigger than it is and yep. try to make Trump looked bad. So uh, so before we get on to the next thing that yeah. you're going to do, but uh, I have a short update that's kind of interesting. Uh, actually, from back in June, I've been talking about the Clinton casualties. For those of you don't don't remember, uh, I did a show... Uh, before the election called Clinton Casualties. And uh, I talked about 55 people who've crossed paths with uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton who uh, mysteriously just ended up dead. It's uh, just a dink. It's a dink. I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, hey, it was a robbery. We came into Starbucks and we, uh, you know, we we they were trying to rob the place and she just accidentally got killed except for she had the key to the key to the, the vault in her hand, uh, and they didn't leave, they didn't take anything. They just killed this girl in Starbucks. I don't know. Uh, if you want to read the whole list, uh, go to edhoffman.net, and down at the bottom, there's a link that says Clinton Casualties, uh, and there's a few others I want to add to it, but um, just this uh, June, a couple months ago, couple of months ago i just came across it sitting congressman republican pete olson of texas strongly implied on a local talk radio show in houston that he believes the clintons have have had people killed he referenced this when telling uh, host sam malone uh not the same guy on uh on cheers mayday malone uh but the host sam malone what well, he really believes Cl- bill clinton said to attorney general lynch on uh on the phoenix tarmac before the election it's-
3: Awfully strange that Mr. Clinton bumped
1: into Miss Lynch there, and I guess it was what, Vegas or Phoenix or somewhere out there? Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. The day before she may be indicted, they just happened to pass, and it wasn't a terminal stand, it was on a tarmac. They expect us to think that it's like Bill is driving by and said, Hey, there's my girlfriend, Roletta, stop the plane, I gotta talk to the Red right now. <laughs> I guarantee you they had a conversation, and he basically said, Mrs. Lynch. Call your tech dog off. We have killed people. We killed Vince Foster. We destroyed Webb Hubble. We will destroy you.
2: And then what That's happened next right. day? All of a sudden, well, she did it. Yeah, it was all terrible. Don't know who got the information. Very classified, but no indictment. You know, uh, when uh, PolitiFact uh, contacted him, asked him about his comments, he said, The personal wreckage suffered by many people during Clinton years is well documented. Just ask Paula Jones, Jim and Susan McDougal, Kathleen Wiley, and many others. However, in my discussion about Loretta Lynch and Vince Foster, I took the accusation a step too far. I regret my choice of words. The fact remains Hillary Clinton broke the law. Violated national security and was accused away and was excused away by Jim Comey and the Obama Justice Department. Most Americans understand understand this and loathe the Clintons far continuing to uh, for continuing to live under the different set of rules than the rest of us. Um, I think that says it all. And we're running out of time. And I know that uh, Scott, uh, you have a you have something you want to talk about with. Uh, how social media is implementing this new hate speech policy.
3: Well, that's true. We're talking specifically about YouTube and I'll back up just a little bit. As you as you and I both know, Ed, we on the right, we Republicans, in terms of media presence, uh, to say we're pathetic would probably be, be an overstatement. I mean, we're, we're, what do we have as as conservatives? Well, we have Fox News, we have talk radio of which you and I are a small part, but other than that, we don't have a whole hell of a lot. Nope. Now, it is surprising though, one arena where we are actually fairly strong strong is on YouTube. There's a lot of uh, young, millennial, conservative commentators who have YouTube channels, they put out content, and in some cases, they're getting, you know, quarter million, half million, up, upwards over a million views. I mean, if you took a couple of these people, put them put them together, you literally have a bigger audience than Megyn Kelly had before she got canned. Um, and I've often thought, well, you know, YouTube is owned by Google. Google apparently bought YouTube several years ago for, I think, like a, a billion and a half dollars. But you kind of wonder, okay, at what point is, is Google uh, via YouTube going to start? clamping down on these. So within the past week or so, they've implemented a new policy on YouTube. I'll just give you a quick rundown on it. But the the word from them is they say, we will soon be applying tougher treatment on videos that aren't illegal, but have been flagged by users as potential violations of our policies on, quote, hate speech and violent extremism. So they're trying to mask this. We're trying to cut down on ISIS where, where you know where this is going. They continue to say, If we find that these videos don't violate our policies, but contain controversial, religious or supremacist content, they will be placed in a limited state. The videos will remain on YouTube behind an interest interest inter. What is this? Interstitial, interstitial? Whatever that means, won't be recommended, won't be monetized, and won't have key features including comments, suggested videos, and likes. The point is they're going to put it out in, in internet limbo, in like some black hole somewhere where nobody could find it. Uh, even if you're a skilled hacker, you probably couldn't find these videos. We are certainly seeing a trend to where a lot of these conservative video makers are being demonetized, meaning that's how they make money off these videos. People can pay to have ads placed on the videos. So YouTube is taking it upon themselves to demonetize these videos that they feel are, are hate speech. Um, look, when, once again, Diamond this is, and silk, that part of that. What's that? Oh, yeah. Well, they've got a lawsuit against uh, YouTube right now, actually, uh, on this very issue. Um, so and of course, you know, one of the things that came to our attention is all the Prager videos that have been banned. And Dennis Prager, the last guy you would probably call an extremist. But there's literally like. 30 some odd videos that Prager put out that have been banned on YouTube. And there's a list of them here. Uh, You know, we can go through some of the titles if you want. Go ahead. All right, Uh, some of the titles are The Police Racist, uh, Don't Judge Blacks Differently, What ISIS Wants, boy, that's controversial. Why Don't Feminists Fight for Muslim Women? Islamic Terror, What what Muslim Americans Can Do. Uh, Other titles, Pakistan, Can Sharia and Freedom Coexist? Radical Islam, the most dangerous ideology. Uh, Why do people become Islamic extremists? I mean, the list goes on and on. But but again, these are things that YouTube via Google um, has deemed uh, dangerous. That 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 we don't want to get this content out because it's considered quote hate speech. Ed, your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, it's
2: it's it's disgusting. I mean, if I mean if you can't if you're if you're worried about offending people by saying uh, uh, can Sharia law and freedom coexist? Uh, Israel the world's most moral army you know the stuff that they're that they're limiting how do you how do you call that hate speech how do you uh how do you call Dennis prager offensive he's he's got to be the the most uh logical the logical most intelligent guy out there putting out these uh these uh prager university videos five minutes you understand something that people study books books over i I don't see it
3: right well again it's one more example of the left trying to silence the right they find these ideas dangerous well what's the problem well these ideas can influence people dennis prager's a persuasive guy he certainly influenced you and i on topics and issues and uh, this is one more attempt at them trying to shut us down ed i know they're trying to shut us down because we're all out of time (laughs) hey scott thanks for joining me this week my pleasure
2: ed and uh for everybody listening thanks for listening to the main event my name's ed hoffman we'll be back again with you next week